Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things in pop culture and then we talk about it. I am Sky. I am Sky. Wait. What? No, I'm Jake. You gotta reset. Let's redo oh, Sorry. It. Okay. For the first time. All those other times we flubbed it. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> our, oh, you our, said the wrong day. It's cute when I do it. Our first take two ever. <laughs> it's cute when I do it. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it is. <laughs> uh, we watched pod, that Pop Culture Failure. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I'm great at this. We watched it's- The Mystic Knights. Episode 37, uh, Friends for Life. Is that the full title? I thought it was, like, Best Friends. Uh, no, I believe it's Friends for Life. No, you're right. I just remembered it wrong, because oh. this this episode's so very, very inconsequential. Uh, yes. Uh, much like almost every episode we've watched. Uh, sure is. So for the last, is, I don't know, 20 weeks. This is episode 37, so there are, uh, 13 more episodes? Yeah, I was gonna say. I just feel like 14. something should happen soon. You'd think. They need to introduce either a new villain or something to move this plot forward. Or even, like, a more interesting take on the plot in some way. But, yeah. Because we... I'm pretty sick of the stalemate and <laughs> moving well, that's, nowhere with the plot. That's the thing I was, so you said that this is all terrible, and I think there's a tiny sliver in this of possible good episode if this was, like, a different universe or or if this ever got rebooted. Like, the whole Maeve just constantly attacking to confuse and wear down their forces is a good idea, but not executed super well in this episode. Right, and also, that's just the plan. That's, that is war. Yeah. That's that's how war do. <laughs> yeah. Um, um but it it almost gave this episode like consequences in the C plot or whatever. <laughs> so far done, you didn't have to even have to yeah. think about it. Um, so we open up and it's a mid- middle of a battle and the first thing we see is a man die. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see him die. We see him on his way to die. <laughs> That's fair. He gets tossed off of a, a lookout tower, and it's probably a 25 to 30 foot drop. It's and far if enough he didn't that... die, he definitely broke both his ankles. Yeah, I was going to say, all your bones break if you... Yeah, which is as line. good as dead in this timeline. Oh, for sure. Uh, if you get a we're... cut, you're as good as dead. <laughs> Pretty much. There's no fresh, clean water. <laughs> what are you talking about? All of the water's fresh, because none of the modern-day pollutants are in it. You, so there's totally not Giardia or whatever. The best you can hope for is that some sort of uh, forest fairy owes you a debt for saving its life from getting eaten by a raccoon. <laughs> Look, you say that, but it's not that difficult. Angus wandered into one. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And you could get a wish. You can I, not only... <laughs> I wish my typhoid fever was gone. Well, you could just say, I, I wish that I could live forever. But then you'd maybe be stuck in a state of constant sickness for the rest of eternity. Yeah. But, like, you can word it better. We already went over how uh, tricky wishes are in the wish episode. That's fair. Tricky wishes. That's me and Sky's band. It's uh, acoustic <laughs> pop. It's two of us. Uh, we cover pretty much exclusively... Uh, ah, fuck balls. I forgot the name of the band. Mumford and Sons. Oh. <laughs> and, and there's one Hall & Oates song, but not the one you like. <laughs> uh, any any band name that has two names in it We cover songs written explicitly by the second guy Because they deserve a shot Yeah We only sing Ringo songs <laughs> No, I refuse But that one's about an octopus Yeah, and Ringo can fuck off well, uh, You got a lot of opinions? I about... just think that that song in particular Is one of the worst that they've ever produced but he's really good in that episode of The Simpsons, which is really where we both know the most about Ringo Starr from. That is not incorrect. So. Um, who wrote Yellow Submarine? Because they can go fuck the devil in hell. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. 
because that song just pops in my head at random and I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's hard to live in your brain. There's there's that one, and then there's a Green Day song that's in there sometimes, and I don't know why, because I'm not a Green Day fan at all. Which Green Day song? Uh, the, do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing oh. and everything all at once? That yeah. one. I mean, that's an alright song. I don't even care enough to look up the name of that song. That's how little I care for it. I don't know what that song's called. I, maybe it doesn't have a name. Maybe it just always was. Yeah. Uh, but it just randomly, like, it'll just be in my head all of a sudden. <laughs> With no no, no fanfare, no reason, it's just there. Constantly. But anyway, there's a there's troops sacking a village uh, in Kells. Um, like, we see them smash a guy who's got a cart, and they're running people around. And they all got swords, and I'm assuming there's actual damage being done. And Rowan finally wakes up from his nap to go and do stuff. Yeah, and then so then there's this little kid who like helps for a second, who I thought was going to be integral to the plot. Me too. I thought like it was going to be like a little kid who was like, "I want to be a Mystic Knight," and he like helps a bunch, and then is never in any other episodes. Yeah, but no, just trips a guy. I thought it was I thought it was a lady. Uh, It could be a girl. I don't know. The quality is very low, and everybody has they had long hair. Yeah, long hair and blurry faces. I just assumed it was a boy because uh, a show like this would have made someone who admires the Mystic Knights a boy. That's fair. And if they're going to add another character, it's going to be another boy. Yeah. You know, get that boy market. <laughs> so, hard that to sweet boy market. That sweet young boy market. <laughs> Gross. But, uh, we only see Rowan for the duration of this fight, and he's not using his sword at all. He, in fact, throws it away, like, two or three times. At least twice, yeah. And he does hand-to-hand stuff. Well, he catches throws of punches and swings of swords, and then kicks. Yeah. I wish no actual pokes or I stabs. Wish that they would do punches, because everybody just kind of does a kick, and at best, he is inconveniencing these troops. He's not, like, <laughs> taking them out, taking them down. He's just moderately annoying them. Yeah, just kicking them sort of in the stomach a and little. If only there was some way for him to magically end this fight with some sort of, like fire magic to scare off the troops that are always scared off by that i i think at this point though he's just having fun he he knows he can beat them up like this i guess so but it is very annoying that they're not doing the magics that they have right they should be saving their energy for actual fights against monsters and dragons sure and as the troops finally start to run away what are you doing over there what is all the background noise well okay here's what happened I put my foot on the uh, my um, podcasting um, station, mm-hmm. and I broke it. Um, okay. It like the the shelf part came a- apart <laughs> from the okay. side, and so I was trying to smash it back together quietly with my foot. Oh. And then uh, the most recent sound was I was petting this ATAT that's next to me. <laughs> of course, so a lot's happened. <laughs> Oh yeah, and your your the phone that you're connected to is on the podcasting station, so you probably heard okay. a lot of me kicking it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Yep. Uh, so things are going good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Every now and then, when I'm editing your audio, you get this weird, like, r- low rumble, and I was just wondering what it was you were doing that I could hear it, even as we recorded this time. Oh yeah, I don't know what it uh, what that is. That's probably. Um... A ghost in my house that only gets picked up <laughs> on uh, on on this frequency or whatever. That's and cool. Now I'm scared, so that's good. Cool. But yeah, all of this was just me um, try- trying to undo my wrongs <laughs> with more kicking, um, <laughs> just like a Mystic Knight. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> everybody runs off, and the the other three Mystic Knights show up. And the leader of the village specifically thanks Rowan. I think he's the ma- a bunch. I think he's the mayor. Maybe we know that because he's got a big circle on his chest. Yeah, like mayors have. And all the townspeople also seem to only thank Rowan, which is suspicious. But also, he was the only one in this fight. Well, that I, we saw they they uh, Deidre says they they came back from 
doing something else right at the end. Sure. Yeah, so, I get that. But, like, they are... They should be very well known. Because Kells is the size of a football field. Right. I And I, I think that they're specifically thanking Rowan for this time. So, he's in the right here to be thanked, I think. Yeah, more or less. But uh, Angus does get a little miffed that they are all specifically speaking to Draganta and not the Mystic Knights. Which I don't think is unjustified. He's yeah. clearly the focus of stuff. But also right here, he seems more concerned about whether or not they're going to give him some gold. He's not yeah. mad yet, well, but he, he will be. Well, he wasted his wish on not gold. He wants gold. Well, he had to wish that tornado away. He didn't, though. He probably could have shot it with magic. I They couldn't, remember? Because it was too windy. <laughs> though they were pointing their weapons at it. Um, so, <laughs> so the next scene is Rowan accepting a gift from the mayor. Mayor Circle Chest, who's got some sort of wizard staff. Made of ropes? Like... Ropes and, and vines? Yeah, I don't know. And he gives him a cup. Uh, they keep calling it a tumbler, which is fine. And then the, everybody's like, hey, Druganta, we love you. And now Angus is uh, just really mad all of a sudden. Yeah, uncharacteristically mad. Yeah, like, I think even from the last scene to this scene, his attitude changes so drastically that it... Yeah, there's something else here. I don't know what he's mad at, but it's not this. This is just a catalyst. Yeah, I think it's, uh... I think maybe... I can't think of anything funny. He misses Garrett. Is that it? (laughs) It must be. That's why Garrett had to leave. They broke up. Maybe Rowan just stopped doing hand stuff. (laughs) Moved on to foot stuff. Yeah. Nobody likes that, especially in this time period. Right. Don't have any nail clippers. <laughs> or hand soap. <laughs> or foot soap. Uh, so Rowan turns his back on everybody while they're still talking to him because of staging. <laughs> then we cut over to, to, I guess there's, you know, anger in the troops. And then we cut over to Tamra. Queen Mav is playing with her battleground playset. She specifically says my reinforcements have arrived, so at least we know that she has more troops than usual. That That is good. I kind of wasn't paying enough attention to have caught that. Well, that's why two of us do this. That way we only <laughs> each have to pay half attention. And that's hope good. And that, hope that we're each paying attention to a different half. <laughs> that's fair. Also, we're still the first five minutes of this, so this is still what I'm paying attention when I'm watching it. <laughs> so Mav is playing with her action figures, and then she moves them all towards the castle of Kells, and Miter is already out. Like, I didn't notice him right away. I just heard his voice because the quality is bad, and he blends into the background. He sure I thought does. he was just a wall fixture, but nope, he's a little person standing on a desk. Uh, his plan is have the your troops attack so much. And so frequently and so randomly that everybody's going to be tired. Which isn't a terrible plan, but like you said, that's just how you should fight a war. Yeah. Instead of one monster at a time in a convenient location. She hasn't even used a monster in a while. In a long while. Like an actual threatening monster. She used a worm not too long ago. I think he also says to bring out Tyrune. True. Where's, Where's Tyrule been? I don't know. Slaying bitches and killing witches? Hell yeah. Or the other way around. I forget how dragons do. Uh, they, uh, I'll tell you how they do. They do whatever they want. Yeah. They're dragons. It's the only way to live. So, we cut back to Castle Kells, where there's troop sword training. And, and Rowan's yelling at Angus because his bad form or something. And, and Angus, Angus is like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was probably going to say the thing that you're saying. Uh, you should say it anyway, because I forgot what I was going to say. Angus is super defensive and upset yeah. that Rowan corrects his sword form, even though he's the sword boy. Um, he's like, my form is fine. And then he yells on guard, which I wouldn't have expected anybody to yell in this time frame, because that's from France. <laughs> but that's fine. And they do more sword fighting, and Rowan immediately disarms him. Like, yeah. Uh, and then they switch opponents, so Deirdre will fight Angus and... Ivar yeah. and Rowan are 
Ivar and Deidre see the writing on the wall here, and they're like, uh, tag out. Yeah, why don't you two just fucking be cool? And that's it for that scene. We move along. And um, Ivar is hanging out with Rowan, and they're, t- you know, they're being catty about Angus. <laughs> that is exactly what they're being. <laughs> Basically, the gist is, so wh- what do you think is up Angus's ass? Why is yeah. he mad all Wait, the time? Uh, which which particular bee is in his bonnet? <laughs> um, so they go to the the shared hut that Rowan and Angus have, uh, but it's Ivar and Rowan, and Rowan offers him some nectar. Yes, specifically which I thought was odd. Me, me too. I if you weren't gonna say it, I was going to. <laughs> some nectar because they're bees. I thought that was more of like a Grecian thing, but. Because I don't know what season it is. I think it's supposed to be cold, and I don't know how one connect or collects nectar. Like, what nectar is it? Or is it just wine? Is that what they call wine? I don't know. I just watched Important. It just looked like water. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, maybe that's just what he calls everything he drinks. Maybe he... <laughs> yeah, sure. Fuck he said, it. He said, beer me some nectar. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so... Ivar says something about drinking out of the cup he just got from the the, the village. And they start looking for it. And can't find well, it. He says, drink out of that cup. It's good luck. And uh, Rowan says, for me or for you? And, and or, uh, Ivar is just like, guess we'll find out. I don't know. Both? Neither? Yeah. It's a thing I said. I wasn't even paying attention. I don't know. It's a little flirty, though. <laughs> well, Ivar's always a little flirty with That's the true. He's a stranger in a strange land, you know? Yes, sow your wild oats. Yeah. So Rowan says something to the effect of Angus probably took it just to spite me. And at that exact moment, Angus walks in with Deirdre. They uh, explain how King Dad called a meeting. And Angus has this very annoyed and like genuinely hurt look on his face. Uh, and then Ivar finds it underneath of Rowan's bed, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Angus lectures Rowan about uh, what a pigsty their house is. And he should clean up sometimes, and this wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's true. They are truly perfect strangers. <laughs> I wish. Um, which one's Balky? Uh, Angus? Okay, so that makes Rowan cousin Larry? Absolutely. Sure. I don't remember their personalities, so I don't remember if that's right. I think I think cousin Larry is stuffy. That sounds Balky, right. Balky is uh, a wild card. I believe. Yep. That sounds he, right. Anything can happen. <laughs> so I wonder if that show's streaming anywhere. There's no way it's as good as I thought it was when it was on. No. Because also I was like six. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's no way it's it, it holds up. No. I imagine most of it is. Isn't it funny how this guy talks different? Uh, or he doesn't understand uh, things. Yeah, it's those two jokes. Yeah, well, that's all they got. Uh, it, I think it ran for a really long time, though. Yeah, of course it did. It was a different time. Yeah. So, Angus decides that he's going to move out, and he grabs his bedroll, because that's all he has. Everything else is Rowan's, and that's why it's messy. <laughs> and uh, and Deidre's like, well, come stay at the castle, at least. Which you'd think that's where the Mystic Knights should stay all the time, anyway. Yeah, that way they're within, you know, yelling of the king when they need to defend the castle. Yeah. So, uh, later that day, the at the the war council, they king just dead. they just scooted the chair or the table up to the king's chair. Yeah, but if you were king, you wouldn't move from your chair. You'd make everything come to you. That is true. The only time this dude ever got up is when he thought he was going to get laid with uh, the lady <laughs> that Queen Mav was pretending to yeah, be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, I, I get what you're doing here, Scott. You said he got it up. Yep, I get it. What? You said the only time he got up, and then I said the only time he got it up oh. because boners. Ah. It was, too, it was too delayed to actually be funny. Ah. <laughs> but I gave it a shot anyway. It was a good try. I could cut it in earlier. Oh, thank you. The uh the the quarantine has got my timing all off. I'm not around <laughs> regular people enough. Yeah. 
Well, if you uh, download an app, there's a robot you can talk to to pretend it's a real person. Have do you, do you have this robot? Uh, it's replica. No, that wasn't my question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next scene, they. Uh, oh no! <laughs> so. While they're talking to the War Council, um, King Dad lays out what's happening. There's all the guerrilla attacks. Uh, Rowan recounts how they had a fight earlier today, and Angus gets mad that he does that because he's already heard the story so many times. Yeah, even though it doesn't... I mean, wh- when? I mean, he heard it once, probably at, right after it happened. Yeah. And then maybe a brief reminder at the ceremony where he where Rowan got a cup. Perhaps he, people were talking about it at the liquor store, too, you know, when he went to get his Swisher Sweets or whatever. <laughs> I guess. When he's picking up some new nectar. Yeah. Uh, and Angus is pissy, and then they decide that they're not speaking to each other, so they're using Kaha to pass their messages along in the way that, you know, is ridiculous, where they're like, tell this person I'm not speaking to them. <laughs> the only time that's funny is that episode of The Simpsons where... <laughs> Homer can't keep it straight. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's the one you're not talking to. <laughs> Bart, will you thank your mother for me? <laughs> Homer, you're not not talking to me. <laughs> Lisa, will you tell your mother to get off my case? <laughs> uh, that's good. the one with the flying pig. Yes. So Kaha tells them to uh, grow the fuck up. You're grown <laughs> men. And Angus stomps off. You know, like like a petulant child would do. And nobody knows where he wandered off to. Yeah, he got away real quick. Sure did. So we cut over to the wizard keep where Deirdre's hanging out with uh, Kahad. Well, she's not hanging out. She comes in. A fair distinction. She comes in to interview him. Yeah. In her nice blue dress. And she asks him, have you seen Angus? And he's like, why would he be here? Remember when I tried to murder him two days ago? And she's like, well, to be fair, I literally looked everywhere else first. <laughs> so she wonders aloud, how do we get them to stop being little bitches? And he just kind of shrugs and says, I don't know. And then she says, she says, what if we, I wish you could use your magic. And he's like, bitch, if I could use my magic to do that, I would just make the war be over. I 100% expected him to have a friendship powder. Uh, yeah. He probably does. He just doesn't want to waste it on them. That could be. He's waiting until so. Torque comes back. That way he can make Torque his friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Speaking of, we jump over to Castle Tamra, where Queen Mev is being extra evil around Torque. She's, like... Giving her battle, giving him her battle plans while brandishing a sword and walking around him like, like how Han Solo walks around the slug man, job of the hut. So she steps on his tail. Yeah. And he goes. Wah! Yeah, but they added that in post. It didn't right. happen in the first one. Um, and it's, it's weird. Because she's basically just saying, keep doing the thing we're doing, and also bring a dragon. Right. She So she she uh, tells him where to go and what to do and who to beat up and stuff. And he says, when will you attack? And she, her answer is, Kells will soon be mine. <laughs> um, which is not the answer to his question. She's alternating between a pretty okay tactician and a woman who's just not paying enough attention. <laughs> That really, I think, is her ultimate problem, is she's just not paying close enough attention to anything going on in in her kingdom or the other kingdom. She's already planning the next plot, I think, which is going to be startlingly similar to this plot, I bet. Yeah, she's probably Uh, like, what? I'm going to steal Deidre's shoes, and then she won't be able to go outside, and then I'll have them. Then I'll turn them into, like, frogs or whatever, and then the frog shoes will run away, and she'll have to chase her frog shoes. (laughs) Ha ha ha! So we cut over to back to Kells, uh, Ivar and Rowan and uh, Deirdre all bust into the throne room at the same time. They're like we don't know where Angus is. Deirdre's like, "Can we get the fairy to look for him? She can yeah. cover more ground and is fast." And Rowan says, "I already asked her, and she told me I sucked." Yeah, but she went anyway. Yeah, I think I think Aideen, uh has the best 
part in in all of this episode. <laughs> she's just in and out. And she tells people to fuck off. <laughs> Which is basically our job. So maybe step off, Aideen. Yeah, let's smush her. <laughs> smush her real good. Uh, Rowan says there's more fighting and bad stuff is afoot. And I'm sure that the queen is going to attack our shit real soon. Because that's the only thing this show's about. So yes, that's going to happen. Except it's not even about that a lot of times. Sometimes it's about having a a wish or or uh, being grumpy at your friend. I wish it was just about the war. I wish there was a coherent plot. How about that? Yeah, it, well, yeah, it is. We cut over to Angus, who is strolling through the woods. He's got his stuff and a shield. And Aideen finds him. And uh, she asks where he's going. He's just like, I don't know, away. And she tries to mediate, you know, this couple's counseling. It doesn't go well. (laughs) It doesn't. So, ultimately, he says to Aideen that Rowan is being egotistic, and I don't care for it. Which is basically the gist that she gave Rowan herself, I don't (laughs) know, a second ago? Uh, Yep. But she doesn't like that he talks out of turn about Rowan, so she... tells him to fuck off and then she does and at that moment angus has a change of heart and decides to chase after Aideen for a reason i assume he's probably gonna eat her (laughs) it's hungry (laughs) she's a little tasty little snack i guess cut back over to kills rowan is taking a battalion out to i don't know find the tamra troops that are hiding around and fight them you know, oh, yeah. doing the exact thing that they shouldn't be doing. I hope they're not hiding anywhere real obvious. <laughs> you mean like in a ditch? <laughs> they just pop right up. Yeah, they're wearing purple in a field of green. And All right, all right we'll just keep marching past the, these purple rocks here. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Do these purple rocks seem to have like pointy helmets? Yeah, that's fine. Just keep why, are they, why are these purple rocks giggling? Oh, they've got spears. How about that? Huh. And then there's a whole bunch of them. And Rowan, you know how Rowan has a sword that shoots magic that everybody in Tamara's afraid of? Yes. Well, he spends his time not even using it as a sword, but instead kicking dudes. <laughs> you know, for funsies, I guess. Yeah. And I'll admit that maybe earlier it was for show and off purposes, but now it seems to be a life and death kind of thing. Yeah, this seems to be more of a, a life-threatening battle. Stop dicking around is basically what I'm getting to. So many kicks. No stabs. None stabs. If only there was some way to magically end it with magic. Well, maybe there is, because a yeah. dragon shows up. <laughs> Enter the dragon! It's a multi-dragon, and for the first time in the show, Rowan shoots his, his sword at it. Yeah, and it You know how that always well. worked in the past? <laughs> but at least it prompts him to put his fucking armor on. Uh, yeah, at like 11 minutes, 45 seconds, he puts his armor on, which is the earliest they put their armor on in like 15 fucking episodes. And he will have it on for almost the entire rest of the show. Yeah, too bad he's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he does the same thing, but more, and he shoots the same fire blasts at it, and it basically doesn't give a shit still. Yes. Just like all the times before. So what's the point of the armor if uh, it like everything that happens is exactly the same as when he's not wearing the armor? He can still shoot fire. He still has the reflexes to jump out of the way of the dragon's blasts. I think he can just now get hit with it directly instead of oh. jumping away from it and it exploding where he was. So if he if he doesn't get out of the way, he'll be better. Yes. But it so also uh, I was going to say, it doesn't save him from being snatched up by the dragon, though. Sure doesn't, because it just lightly slaps the sword of Kells, and then it picks him up and flies away, and the Kells troops are like, Ah, dip! That fucking dragon got Draganta. <laughs> we, ought- we gotta go. I mean, it wasn't going great before, now it's real bad. And then we take a commercial break where we get to see the extreme sport bumper <laughs> uh, to remind us that we're watching Fox Kids. That's right. It's pretty it, boss. It's, it's about it's, snowboarding. It, it was skis. It was a oh, ski was it skis? Gentleman. Yeah. Sorry. Unless it was a snowboarder holding ski poles. Which I, is possible, but unlikely. I just knew it looked cold. Yeah. And I will say... <laughs> this part made me laugh out loud because it's so ridiculous and unexpected. 
Because we come back and right away, <laughs> we see Akis walking through the fields like he was before, but he's out of the woods. And then <laughs> the dragon flies Rowan right by his head and just wags him like a ragdoll right over him. Yeah. I think Tyrule was trying to kill Angus with Rowan. I think so. He took that CGI Rowan and just <laughs> tried, tried, to to, tried to take his head off. He's like, oh, shit, that's the dude with the mace. I'm going to hit him with his friend like is a mace. <laughs> yeah. And he almost gets him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would have been funny if he did. <laughs> one little smash. Like, if he had smashed him with Rowan back to Kells, that would have been fucking perfect. Yeah. All would have been forgiven. I would have resigned to love this show completely. <laughs> but instead, Tyrol just flies off in a direction with Rowan dangling in his feet. Uh, that dragon, especially in that shot where he's flying away, has just the jerkiest, most awkward, like, motion. Animation. Yeah, he... That is not how a dragon would move at all. <laughs> just that weird that. mechanical... It, he moves like a... Like a mechanical bat, like that that would fly around a room at Halloween time, <laughs> like that's tethered to the ceiling and does a weird up and down because it's flapping its wings. Jake, you're forgetting that this is three dragons in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. So maybe that's part of the problem. The, the 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 bulkiness it gets to you. Yeah, the extra dragon worms get in the way of the wings. What do you want? <laughs> I want more <laughs> or less. I'm not sure. So as they are flying away. Rowan is yelling at Angus, and like later we he he also yells for Ivar and Deirdre as though he saw them too, but we know that he didn't. Maybe he just misses them. That could be, or maybe they just had him yell each of their names and didn't edit the audio and just replayed it on a loop. That's very possible. So Ivar and Deirdre are inspecting the troops, and she pulls out one boy's sword, and it's rusty and dirty, and she's pissed. I like when she goes wants to check his sword. She knocks on his shield. <laughs> Who's there? The um. princess. <laughs> the princess. Show me your sword. Other sexual entendre. <laughs> um. So the the troops that got batted around by the the uh, the Tamra troops with Torque, uh, who witnessed Rowan's abduction, uh, come back, and. Uh, they've got the sword of Kells because the bad guys didn't think that maybe we ought to take that. Yeah, take that. That seems important. We should take that. No, cool. So obviously Rowan's incapacitated, and uh, Deirdre and Ivar run up to go tell King Dad who's gonna do something about <laughs> it. When they come in, uh, King Dad and the wizard are looking at mystical circles. Yep. By the way. I and think it's that, that castle playset that uh, Kahad had from the last episode. Is it? And I he put so. mystical circles on it? There were mystical, mystical circles on it from before. Oh. I just think he's finally explaining what the thing is for. Well, I don't. he didn't get there because King Dad goes, can it help you see the future? And then that's where he's interrupted. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll come back later. This <laughs> is, so far, a reoccurring element that hasn't been fully explained <laughs> So maybe that's a thing. It's a prop they had, and they're going to use it. I guess. So Deirdre and Ivar come running in. Uh, this, and I'm I now completely believe that all of the Kells troops are just ghosts who do not react <laughs> to things. Ah, uh, because they make they don't even turn their heads as the two of them run in. They just know their footfalls. They know who's coming. <laughs> they're that well trained. I know that musk. <laughs> it's, it's Ivar's stinky, sweaty hat. Sex panther. He smells like seawater. Yeah, he's, probably. Because he's from Atlantis or wherever he's from. And he's constantly shooting lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Those are connected. Yeah. Uh, so so seawater's created. See, King Dad sees the the Sword of Kells. He's like, ah, oh, but Giganta got killed. I'm like, no, he just got taken by a dragon. Alright, well, that's fine. You two go save him. Angus will lead the problem here. Or lead the troops here. Because apparently King Dad trusts Angus a whole lot now. Uh, but no one trusts King Dad enough to tell him. 
uh, earlier that Angus is missing. Yeah, Angus left. I don't know, an hour ago, earlier this morning, yesterday. Hard to say. (laughs) And Deirdre finally tells him. Like, she looks so disappointed in herself. It's like, oh, I never got around to telling you Angus left. (laughs) I was busy knocking on shields. (laughs) Instead, Kahad tells him. Yeah. Um, And then there is uh, an attack called from the base. Apparently Tamra has had enough with its guerrilla tactics and is just going whole hog once again. They act they act like they've never done this and this is the big move, but they've done this so many times. They did this in the last episode, I feel like. <laughs> I think so. I, I, it's hard to say because every episode feels like the last episode. That's true. Speaking of which, uh, we haven't seen the their dragon in a while. And you know... What occurred to me as soon as I saw the cave that leads over to Pyre is Rowan morphed beforehand. So that means he's got his blaster gauntlet, which has proven to be effective against Tyrule. And also, he has the dragon summoning dagger. Yep. Which but he could use at any time. He's being whipped around because he's he's on that shaky ass dragon. He can't he can't right. grab it. It's right there at his belt, and even if you can't use it to summon the other dragon. Say there's too many dragons in your vicinity, so the dra- the dagger's like, oh, you already got a dragon there. Nope. You could still stab the dragon. Sky, you've never been picked up by a dragon. You don't know. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. It's scary. How to Train Your Dragon? That's about my life. Oh, you that wish... A- That's a documentary. You wish I- you were that interesting. <laughs> Angus made the connection that I'm gonna need to fly to catch Rowan or whatever, so he went to Pyre's cave. And he's going to reason with Pyre. I thought perhaps he found. Some... Uh, I, I I thought perhaps he had found he was going to uh, Tyrune's cage cave and it, they were just using the same graphic for his dragon cave. But it turned out to be Pyre. Yeah, that would not have been surprising. Right. Were you going to comment on uh, how apparently Tyrune is sentient a little bit? Um, well, or I mean, I, Pyre. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how much it understands. And what happened to the dragoon? Isn't the dragoon be there? Or did uh, they bring it back to the dragon horde thing? I think I think they had um, this dragon bring it back to the dragon horde. Ivar go or not Ivar? Angus goes in talking, which is a good approach instead of just whipping rocks at it. Yeah, and he tells uh, Pyre how. Rowan got taken by another dragon. You know that dragon you hate so much? Rowan got taken by him. You love Rowan, I assume. Based on, I don't know, your indentured servitude? <laughs> Based on the fact that you haven't murdered him when you could? <laughs> That's a fair assumption. Empire breathes fire at him. Because, I don't know, Agus interrupted him. He's watching the game. Watching this in mute whenever they show Pyre, it just looks like he's laughing at Angus. He shoots fire and then it looks like he's going, ah, ha, 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 ha. Giggle, giggle, giggle. He doesn't actually laugh. He just says the word giggle. Dragons can't laugh. It's biologically impossible. I didn't, but now I do. So now I guess well, everyone you didn't knows watch that. Dra- you didn't watch Dragonheart close enough. So Angus realizes that, oh, the dragon blew fire at me. Maybe I should put on the magic armor that'll protect me from that. And does. No, that's not it. He says, maybe this will trick him into thinking I'm Rowan. Well, I mean, it could be a dual purpose, because he did get fire-breathed at him. Well, that's true, but I think he just thinks the dragon's stupid. That could be. Your your armor's a different color. Um, And it does not fool Pyre. Pyre breathes more fire at him. Yeah. But this time, he doesn't have to duck. <laughs> yeah. He just takes the brunt of it. Yeah. So we cut back over to Kells and we see the same shots of the castle siege that we've always seen. Uh, and King Dad's out there kicking ass and taking names. There like are King Dad do. There are so many people getting over this wall, though. Like, no one is tipping that ladder back over. No one is cutting the ropes that they're climbing the <laughs> castle with. Yeah. And they haven't made any kind of fortifications to avoid that battering ram that they've used like three times. <laughs> right. They just sort of nervously stand on the other side of the door. Yeah. And rather than do anything, Deidre and Ivar just stand behind the horde of expendable men. <laughs> yeah. They don't even 
put on their armor. Before, just the mere sight of them would, like, cause these troops to run. Maybe these are the fresh ones that Mev was talking about earlier, but still. Yeah, they don't know better. Like, where did they come from, Art? She probably made a deal with a different land, and she brought these men over and drugged them up and got them all crazy. Get enough PCP into somebody and they'll do whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, so, the fighting continues. King Dad is still just stabbing dudes and poking dudes, and there's a Wilhelm scream knockoff. Um, and it seems kind of, like, detente-ish, because Ivar and Deirdre still refuse to do anything. Uh, they finally and, do put their armor on. Yeah, but not before Ivar and Deirdre have a, an exchange. You're like, oh, this is going bad. And Deirdre's like, well, if Angus and, Ar- or, and uh, Rowan were here, it, it, they would turn the whole tide. It's like, why don't you do some stuff? Because yeah. you haven't done any stuff. You've done exactly nothing. Yeah, if if you were to get up on that castle wall and shoot them with your air cannon thing... And knock them all down and spook them like you always do. This wouldn't have even... They wouldn't have even got to the doors. But they don't do that. They do not. They do morph, though. It Finally. takes them so long. How many people got stabbed? None? Okay, I guess that's fine then. Yeah, but some people got kicked in the tummy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that doesn't suck. But it's not the same as getting stabbed to death with a sword. That's true. I mean, King Dad threw a guy 30 <laughs> feet down. And then, I assumed that there was going to be some sort of chase to get Rowan. Nope. Tyrule comes straight there, still holding him. Rowan's <laughs> yeah. fine. And and then Ivar and, and Deidre are like, or Ivar's like, we should shoot that thing. <laughs> right? Or, and she says, no, you might hit uh, Rowan. He says, we must stop Tyrule because he did breathe some fire at the castle and exploded some men, I don't know, 70 sto- feet down. And they're dead. Um, and Deirdre says, don't, you'll hit Rowan. Uh, and then King Dad tells them to, and Deirdre's like, ah, fuck it, and then shoots him with an air disc. And it works. He immediately drops Rowan. Yep. So the, (laughs) Rowan's dropped. Angus has successfully gotten Pyre to fly with him to the point where they are able to sweep underneath Rowan as he's falling and pick him up mid-fall. And this really annoyed me to the point where I actually went onto the internet and did some physics-based calculations. Because it takes him so long to fall? Yep. So our boy here fell for approximately seven seconds. Uh, the criti- or human terminal velocity to the point where you, you're, you don't accelerate when you're falling because the wind resistance is enough friction to prevent you from falling faster takes 12 seconds to achieve, and it's about 121 miles per hour. We can probably assume that Rowan's a pretty fit and heavy fella, so I'm guessing like 180. I don't know how heavy their armor is, but I figured rounding it up to like a 200 pounds is probably okay, because it's pretty nimble. Um, Rowan falls for seven seconds, um, and with his weight and whatever, uh, OSHA standards for acceptable terminal velocity, or you know, falls pound per square inch, uh, is 1,800 pounds of force, which is about a fall from like six feet up. So okay. Rowan fell for I don't know, it was like thirty or forty feet. Uh the calculations I did were based on a vacuum, so it, he would have been an increased force, so it's not gonna be completely accurate. But he was falling at basically um sixty eight point six meters per second, uh, which would have come out to be about two hundred thirteen thousand three hundred twenty six joules of force. Um, uh, F1 hand grenade has 251,000 joules. So he basically hit, uh, Pyre with the force of a hand grenade. So he should have split that dragon in half. There, and himself in the process. There's no way to check your math on this, but I, I'll believe you. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically the same as getting hit with, like, a million pounds of force. Yeah, but he's wearing magic armor. You, you, there's no way your numbers can factor in magic. Uh, but yeah, so the dragon's fine. It would have shattered his spine in twain, but what, I everybody's wish we, fine. I wish, uh, <laughs> that's all you had to do in, like, a math class, is just be like, you're not factoring magic in any of this. <laughs> that's how they did magic, or math back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, you didn't calculate in God, so <laughs> I was pr- I was praying of, the whole way down. You instead of graduating will be hung from the neck until dead, unless you're a witch, in which case we will also then burn you. But if you're <laughs> innocent, you will die a, a good Christian. So either way, I have to die. Yeah. Okay. Great. What a time. Great. Uh, but Pyre breathes some fire at Tyrule, and Tyrule leaves. Because Immediately. that's his thing. And then Ivar's like, oh, look at them work together. Hooray, we did it. The two of you haven't done fucking anything they this each entire shot, episode. They each shot one bolt of magic. Did Ivar shoot? Yeah, I think they both shot at the same time to get the okay. dinosaur to drop uh, Rowan. <laughs> Just call him a dinosaur. Yeah. Nice. King Dad was like, hey, we did it. And then he stabs another guy, and then the Tamra troops retreat. Hooray. I rewound it instead of playing it. <laughs> you dummy. I, it's hard. And then Ivar yells for Kells. He should not be the one yelling that particular piece. I mean, he he did win it for Kells. I mean, he didn't. I, I guess. Whatever. He, contractually, he needed one more word. <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> so... Uh, the day is one, and the next scene involves the throne room and Rowan and Angus. It's so uncomfortable. Um, it is. King Dad called them, he called another meeting or something, and these two scorned lovers have, like, this awkward, heavy silence between them. Uh, and you'll note that on the table is what Deidre referred to as the, the, the nice china. <laughs> uh, when she was trying to get her, uh, Angus's wish out of him. I did not notice, but believe you. Uh, so I thought, because there's only two cups, so I thought this was more of a ruse than it is. Because they both say that King Dad called them there. And I yeah. thought he just called them there to get them in the same room. And they right. were to drink out of this fancy drinkware. The, and, the unity cups. Yeah, and make friends again. It's full of nectar. <laughs> We know how much you like that, since we transmuted for you from a bee. This would be, this would be so much better if everyone was a bee. <laughs> would it, though? It wouldn't be any worse. That's fair. So, Rowan says, hey, thanks for getting a dragon and saving me from falling to my probable death, but probably not. I would have been fine. And Angus says, yeah, that's uh, it was passing by. It's fine. Thanks for not being a, a mace and, like turning my squishy human body into jello. <laughs> Thanks for tucking in. I do appreciate that. And then they both say that they're sorry. And then there's a really, I would call it uh, too long of a passionate kiss. <laughs> it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, at first it's all right. And yeah, I mean, it's, it feels go- like they just like froze that frame for maybe too long. But you can see that they're blinking. Like the producers. So. Yeah. It seemed like the producers really wanted it. Yeah. Um, almost as much as Rowan wanted it. Like, Angus <laughs> doesn't seem super into it, but, you know, it scratches the itch. It does. All of my itches have been scratched. Yeah. They also do uh, a bro shake and, uh, the, you know, the, the chest bump hug thing. Yeah. And then and then the troops come in. Because Some of the- that is false. Can you guess which parts? <laughs> nope. But then King Dad shows up, and it wasn't a ruse after all. Yeah. He's got a whole he, bunch of troops. He, uh... I really wish that he was carried around on a palanquin. <laughs> that way he would never have to stand. I mean, were I a king, that's exactly how I would... I'd be the worst king. I would be so much more like Van Varen than King Dad. <laughs> that sounds about right. And then King Dad is like... He says, I want to thank the Mystic Knights for saving the day, only... I don't know, one of them did anything? What are you talking about? One of them almost got eaten by a dragon. Yeah, that didn't, like, progress their objective. He failed the the most of them, I think. Well, Deidre and Ivar didn't fail, because they didn't do anything. Yeah, that's kind of fir- The my first step towards failure is trying, and they didn't try. That's true. But this whole time, nobody gave Rowan his sword back? Because <laughs> <laughs> King Dad presented to him as though it's a trophy. Well, th- I think legally, when a king has something that you need to get back, it can only be given in a ceremony. 
Well, I think that legally, anything the king feels like owning is his. That's true, but also if he doesn't feel like owning it, there has to be a ceremony. I guess. He says, good job, everybody. Way to be friends again. We saved the day. Who learned a lesson? What was the lesson today? Uh, I don't know. Be, be cool? Maybe don't be dicks. And then Kahad has this weird reminiscent thing where he's like, yeah. what did you guys say about what you were? Life friends? And he's like, friends for a lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> Life friends. <laughs> and I guess ends the, the... So we are. We're friends now. Forever. Or whatever. At least for the next 13 episodes. Then these actors will never see each other again. <laughs> Except for when we get them back together for this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. Should I? I, w- I wouldn't mind having Deirdre on. She'd I'm going to start sending emails like I did that one time when we talked to the turtle guy. Yeah, do it. Or like that time I bashed Sean Astin being on our <laughs> podcast. And it you didn't, didn't do work. that nearly enough. We probably no. could have got him. Dang it. Huh, so that's how it ends. Everybody's friends again. Uh, I don't know how Mav is taking the another loss, but I bet it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to get the guy who played Torque to be on that. <laughs> yeah, so Jake, who uh, was the most likable or effective character? Well, I already said earlier it was Aideen. She did a pretty good job. She, t- uh, she told it like it was. She wasn't taking anyone's shit today. <laughs> that's true. She had her own stuff to do, and they were like, could you go find a person for me again because we're always losing people (laughs) we're gonna give you this tiny scroll you're gonna be our messenger pigeon (laughs) it's basically what she is the original cell phones (laughs) fairies (laughs) or pixies or whatever she is she's a thing who cares yeah uh i don't have a better answer i think it has to be adine who got sick of everybody's shit and then left the show for the rest of the episode yeah no one else did anything good. <laughs> what was the most terrific part? Um, so there's two answers to this guy. The first one is, I don't know if you noticed this, when you started the episode, it made a real loud uh, and it really let you know that it was recorded from a VHS tape. That's true. Uh, I appreciated that. And uh, the bumper with the skiing man <laughs> was also pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say I think that it's pretty terrific that they remembered that they have all these miscellaneous beasts that they just didn't deal with, so they brought one back. That's true. How many more are out there? Um, I don't know. At least three, I think. Where's Electric Bat at? <laughs> or yeah, what happened bat? to those guys? I don't know. They haven't used them in a long time. Maybe those suits got destroyed by accident. <laughs> it, it got rained on once, and they all melted. I mean, that's a... Yeah, probably. <laughs> the reason, like, in at the end of, uh, where was it? Power Rangers in Space. You, you know how Rita's brother showed up and he was that skeleton man, Rito Revolto? Yes. Well, at the end of Power Rangers in Space, there is a scene uh, where all of the villains are present, except for Rito Revolto, because that costume got destroyed and they don't just, they just don't address it. Oh, yeah? He's just not there anymore. Because he got wet? <laughs> Probably. Neat. In Kaku Ranger, that guy is super dope, and his name is Young Noble Jr., and he's got a flamethrower arm sometimes. And he tries to kill one of the Kaku Rangers with a chainsaw as they are like a regular person. He's just going to chainsaw massacre them. It's great. How come he doesn't have a chainsaw or flamethrower arm in the in the America version? He did have the flamethrower arm, but I think it was just, like, a Mega Man upgrade once. Ah. And also, there's not a lot of footage of him because he does get killed pretty quick. Ah. Or way sooner than you'd expect. That'll do but it. that costume's dope. Yeah, he's cool. So, um, what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Wait, is a lot of the uh, stuff we see just that costume... Film for America, because he's next yeah. to Lord Zed a lot. And I know yeah, Zed's anytime, all American. Almost any time that uh, he is, like, next to Powered Up Rangers, he's it's probably Japanese footage. Ah. And otherwise, not? Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, okay. They probably did shoot a fair amount of their own stuff, but, you know, why shoot new stuff when you don't have to? Right. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, I did uh, watch some other stuff. I I feel like I should uh, start reading things so it's not just, um, here's some stuff I watched. <laughs> I mean, I'm still reading Dune, but I'm not just going to say I'm still reading Dune. <laughs> I, I, you got to take that thing a chapter at a time because it is dense. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you're just like that. I have to sit on this for a minute. Anyway, we so we finished up watching all the way through Bob's Burgers, which is good. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, we watched um, uh, Mindy Kaling's newest show, which is called Never Have I Ever. Uh, Sky has everything you'd like: uh, teenage problems, uh, young Indian girls, all <laughs> the all the things that you like. I hate um, that phrasing completely. Um, well then make it not true. But, uh, it's, it's, imagine Mindy Kaling's sense of humor just coming out of, uh, a bunch of teens and and it's really funny and it's, it's just a good story and I hope there's another season. I'm sure there will be. She's a very powerful, uh, woman in Hollywood, so she's just whipping shows out left and right. Um, so we watched that, and then we, we also watched uh, uh, Best in Show because uh, Fred Willard died, and he's um, genuinely very funny human being, or was, because he's dead now. Uh, but he's really funny in that as the announcer, um, and Katie hadn't seen it, so I said, let's watch this. And we did, and it's about dogs and the people who own them, and it's ridiculous and highly recommend. Anyway, Sky, what did you do for a pop culture palette class? I haven't been up to a whole lot, but I am going to... Our, you know how I do another podcast. I do a Pokemon podcast with uh, uh, two other guys, Bobby and Lucas. Um, and we're a part of a network called Pokecasters. And uh, we're doing a charity stream day. Um, for, what was it, the Extra Life Pittsburgh Children's Hospital. Um, so I'm going to be participating in that. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, a game in the Poker Rolls system, which is not a system I used before, so hopefully it goes okay. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, otherwise those children go hungry. <laughs> or sick, I think. Um... But uh, I've mostly been preparing for that. I'm developing the character that I'm going to play. I'm thinking I'm going to play a shitty teen instead of how I normally play my Pokemon people. But we'll see how that goes. But I'm pretty excited about it. It should be fun. Um, Well, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, I'll have more information. It's going to be the 23rd. Um, They're going to have some neat stuff where you can, like, donate a certain amount of money and you can, like... it'll be kind of like a a live interaction kind of thing where you can donate money and then you can add a die to one of our pools or you can make the villains harder or, you know, things like that. I'm going to call in and I'm going to donate $50 to give you a gun. (laughs) I honestly, I don't know if there are guns in the Pokemon universe. Uh, There aren't for $50. There are. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) But that'll be fun. I'm uh, like I said, I'm just building the character and figuring out her whole thing and uh, the Pokemon she'll have. So I, I think I have it pretty much ironed out. I just want to make sure that it will fit the narrative <laughs> before because we're only going to be playing for like four hours. And then I don't know if we'll be back to this character or whatever. Right. But, uh, you don't want to give her a sword if it's a gun universe. I get Well, it. I mean, there is a Pokemon that is a sword, so I can just do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, more details will come. I'll post it on the, the various things. The Twitters, probably, is what I meant to say. Um, but it'll be the 23rd. if you're, uh, And it's going to be in Eastern time, so I'll have to do the calculation. We add an hour. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Actually, isn't it subtract? Well, I mean, technically... <laughs> I meant to get to Eastern Time from our time, it's adding an hour. But yeah, I suppose if they're giving you the Eastern Time, it's subtracting an hour. Right. Time zones are, are hard. It depends on which way you're going. Indeed. The hardest yeah, is getting from here to Pacific, because 
it's only two hours or three hours, two hours. See, I do that all the time. Yep. And also there's some areas that don't do it at all. Right. Because fuck you. That's why. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, working out on, not, that's the wrong phrasing, working on different RPG stuff. <coughs> so, yeah. I am a nerd, as it turns out. Get it, girl. Yeah. So, um, that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. If you want to go ahead and um, like, subscribe. Wait, like? Way to talk, Ertl. No, you subscribe or rate. And sorry, I was looking at YouTube, and that's a thing that they always say. Go ahead and, and hit that like, like and subscribe yeah. button. Yeah, smash that button, I think they say these days. Um, <laughs> and I, you can follow me. I'm at Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we'll see you guys next time with whatever the next episode is called. Hell yeah, I looked and I don't remember what it's called now. So, <laughs> But it's episode 38. Huzzah! All right, thanks guys. Uh, bye, everybody. Stay frosty. There it is. I was going to say, you forgot the thing that you say. Uh, that's why I always say goodbye slowly so I can remember. He's <laughs> like, you never. Moy's like, this feels wrong. What am I supposed to be saying here? She get it tattooed on your other arm so you remember. Just look down. Stay frosty. Just good advice. Hard stop. In general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>